0: welcome to chit chats with hannah and rob father and daughter where we talk about our mindfulness spiritual growth and how it relates to the real world hi hannah how are you
1: hey so i am good we both have had interesting weeks and we at least i am excited to talk about my week i've had some Spiritual breakthroughs, if you want to call it that.
0: Security and safety and love are not really what we want, what we truly want. I think they are byproducts. I think they're indirectly what we want. But really what we really, really directly from the heart and our most divine place really wants is to be able to express ourselves completely, wholly, and fully without any judgment, without any labels and... We wrongly think that the world is bringing on these judgments and labels when it's not. It's our own thoughts that judge we judge ourselves. And I think that when we finally recognize that, that we can express ourselves completely, and then we feel that love and that sense of security, we're trusting in our divinity to be who we were created to be.
1: When you said, we want safety and security, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because I see this now and I didn't before, I don't know. But I, I think spiritually, I feel like even when we are so unconscious, I feel like there's just, just this little piece of us that is still conscious that That knows that difference, and I feel like that part of us knows that we're already safe and secure, but it's the ego the unconscious part that is driving us for unconscious things but yes, and i
0: I think we have the choice to align with with that inner part of us that's already safe and secure and love exactly and, and knows all those things.
1: Yeah, and, and when we are aligned, then we can express ourselves completely, wholly.
0: And, and I feel like there's environments that are, for, for every individual, a different environment is going to affect them differently. I might be in environment A, and that just causes me all sorts of stress, but oh, you yeah. could be in environment A, and it doesn't cause you any stress at all. And I don't think it's really the physical environment and the circumstances in particular that we need to face in order to, to express ourselves wholly. I think it's our mindset, it's what we've interpreted circumstance A to be. I interpreted circumstance A as a threat, it's a trigger, and it's causing issues yeah. inside of me. But a doesn't affect you at all. You, you'll look at yeah. A and be like, what are you talking about? I don't see a problem there at all. Yeah. So it's not that ever the circumstances. I, You know, if I gave you advice and said, if you ever see circumstance A, this is what you got to do, you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Circumstance A isn't even a problem.
1: Well, I think. I so think we I'm...
0: always have to face our conditioning, not the circumstance.
1: Yes. Yes. Because I was going to say, you know, I, I think. The circumstance is the reminder which brings on the anxiety or the fear. And it's the way we move through the circumstance is the lesson we have to learn that is given to us by the universe.
0: Yes. And. Yeah. The lesson that we have to learn, and I want to be clear on this, because I know you know what you're saying, and I know what you're saying. We both know what lesson means, but not everybody does, because people, I think some people are going to think a lesson is, oh, little Johnny misbehaved. I'm going to spank his ass and send him to his bedroom. Oh. That's not the kind of lesson. No. We're talking about a lesson where we just learn with love. We say, Oh. I my my view. It was not clear in this circumstance. I was triggered. My body was triggered. I felt angry or depressed or emotional or whatever it is. And it caused me to be consumed by this emotion. And the lesson is there's no problem here. The lesson is let it go. It's okay. All is well. Yeah. It's not oh you bad boy you did something wrong feel guilty feel ashamed no it's it's just this environment triggers me and I've learned that my view of this environment is the problem the environment is not the problem it's my view of the of of the environment it's my view of this person this person triggers me oh no This person is showing me what's on the inside of me that I need to align with divinity that just got off track.
1: Yes, and I also like how you said that one person can uh, freak out over situation A, and another person, it doesn't bother them. And I believe a person, the person B, who is not triggered by the situation, is someone who's, who's already faced that situation, who's already learned that lesson, maybe in another lifetime, in another life, or earlier in, his, in the life that he's living now. I think we all are given the same situations, the same lessons, but sometimes it takes one person five tries to get it right, or another person, one try to get it right. But so I think we all go through the same things, but it's our view on how we deal with that situation and the experience we, we the experiences we have had in past lifetimes. So if we're spirit, like what I say, if we're spiritually our spiritual, age. Our spiritual age. If we're spiritually older and we've already gone through that situation, it doesn't trigger us anymore because we've already learned that lesson. But that's my thought.
0: Interesting. Yes. And so you said we. it might take five tries to get it right. Yes. Can you define what getting it right means?
1: Uh, well, Becoming at peace when that situation arises. So being ah, aware of well, it and staying mm-hmm. at peace.
0: Does it matter what the circumstance is? Does it does it matter if someone caught me off in traffic, or someone hurt my child, or if my child hurt me, or if I hurt my child, or if I hurt another individual? Uh, does it does it ever matter what the circumstances are?
1: No, it's the lesson and how you deal with that lesson. It's how you're aware of the lesson and why you have to learn it, why the universe is giving it to you, and how you respond to it.
0: Ah, okay. Right? Agreed. Okay. Totally agreed.
1: (laughs) I was like, uh.
0: Yeah. I mean, the physical world, the circumstances in the physical world do matter, but it's only secondary. You're, You're absolutely right. I mean, we talked about this for a minute before we started recording, which is the fact that um it's it it, it's never about the physical primarily it's it's always you know we have to address why is why is my body and mind reacting the way it is in this scenario why is my mind and body acting this way why is it reacting why is it triggered why do i feel chronic severe anxiety why do i feel suicidal depression these are all my issues why did i why was i an insomniac and i wanted to say, "Why well, i was bullied as a child so this is why i feel this way and so if i wasn't bullied as a child i'd be a happy guy but i can't be a happy guy because my life is all fucked up now because of my childhood and that's and we know that's a bunch of bs yeah. because then I, I would need the world to change in order to feel better. So I recognize that I need to make this shift on the inside, and then I'm able to process the world from a place of divinity where everything all, all is well. So, yeah.
1: You know, when you said that, and something we talked about in our, our, our talks before the talk, um, we talked about growing. We mentioned always growing. And I feel like somebody would say, well, can't we just ignore the lessons and ignore the circumstances and just put it out of our minds and just decide, I guess, decide subconsciously to not move or or work through those issues? And you know, I, I think that's, I think I want to express that that's okay, too. If, if you're in a, oh, okay. a, a point in time where y- you can't move forward, that you're stationary, because I was stationary for, what, four years? Well, wow, all of my life, but I was really, really stationary for about three years, three, four years. Um And
0: I'm laughing because you said all of your life. (laughs) I know that's not something to laugh at, but that's that's I know that's a terrible thing, but we've come a long way.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, I I was growing physically, but I wasn't growing spiritually. Okay, let's make the different differences there. But I think if you want to spend an entire lifetime being stationary. If that's what you need to do, then do it. You know, if if the universe is telling you to be stationary, the universe is telling you to be stary- stationary for a reason. So we talk a lot about, you know, pushing through boundaries and really, you know, combating our, our mental states and really working through our issues. But I feel like sometimes it's also okay not to be because the universe is telling you not to be working on those issues even though
0: agreed and you're
1: yeah go ahead go ahead
0: you're you're pointing to the to the ultimate 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 truth the way to the way is through the self Is through your the own our our own alignment to divinity and whatever that is for the individual is the right way and and that's a awesome the great it's it's a wonderful freeing way to help another individual and and you've done that you've given an individual the ability to be who they were created to be and if it's in their cocoon or if it's busting through the shell, or if it's not even knowing that they're in the cocoon, all of that is okay.
1: Because good and because what we call bad in the uh, in the physical world, and judgment is is from the ego. You know, judging yes. somebody for for not moving forward or judging somebody for being bad in quotations. It is judgment. It's it's the ego is ultimately what it is.
0: Yes, and moving forward even can be like a confusing thing because there really isn't even any forward progress. There's just being who we were created to be in this present moment. And it's with whatever capacity and tools that I have at this moment. And if I'm in my shell and I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this darkness, that's okay. Yeah. And you're pointing to that.
1: Yeah. 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 It's all okay. If you're yes a hermit, if you're in jail, if you you're I don't know, a public speaker, who knows. It's all okay.
0: Be you. I feel like that gives license to the people who truly want to escape the difficulties. When we when when we give them the blessing to be where they are like I, I know I know for myself and I think that's why you said that because it, it, it's helpful for you as well to, yeah. to say it's okay to be where I am right now. This is yeah. okay. It's not only okay. It's it. It has to be okay. It's, it's where you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, there, there's no
0: it's free. Yeah,
1: there's nothing but freedom. That's
0: it. Yes.
1: I don't know how, how else to say that, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, because anything outside of that is, you're right, it's an egoic label. It's, it's, yeah. a, it, it's, it's a moment out of the present moment. Oh, I need to get somewhere else. I need to be happier. I need to, I, I need to, I'm comparing myself now to the outer world. And none of that, none of that will allow inner mental peace. Because then you're not comfortable with where you are in the present moment.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What you said just reminded me of cigarettes. I don't know how I got there, but, you know. <laughs>
0: How's that? you want to explain that?
1: I don't know. I just thought in my head. I don't know what exactly it, what you said triggered it, but I was like, oh, yeah. Well, for however many years, doctors were was prescribing cigarettes to their patients to help them. Which we know. Oh, right, yeah, thing. after they give
0: birth. Yeah. Yeah. A mom would give birth in the hospital and they'd be like, Yeah, smoke a cigarette now after you inside the hospital, a mom would be smoking a cigarette after yeah. she gave birth. Yeah, good point. I mean you're pointing to the fact that there's there's growth and there's learning everywhere on all planes, all levels. So it's the mind's interpretation of what is, it's the mind's interpretation of of anything, of a future event, a past event, or the current event. The mind's interpretation is the problem. The problem is not outside of us. Yes, we do have problems. Yes, we can get fired from our job. Yes, we can put too much money on our credit cards. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yes, we can accidentally, you know, swerve while we're driving. We didn't look and we ran into another car. Yes, those problems are there, but they're not the ones that we're talking about. The ones we're talking about are Mental mind made problems where we just can't relax because we're the mind is busy and it's saying, I this is coming up tomorrow, this is coming up next month, this was your problem in your past, this is the problem in the present moment, and the mind just won't shut up. And that is the mind is the problem,
1: yes. But what I've also had to learn is that we talk about that there's no good and there's no bad and we say that the mind is the problem but at the same time the mind is not bad we we've been labeling it as bad but they're just here i go again lessons the universe is giving us to move forward hmm So for the longest time, I hated my mind because I thought my mind was cancer. Like seriously, I felt like I wished I could just take my brain and just rip it out of my head because I just, I didn't want to hear their thoughts anymore. I didn't want to deal with that shit. I just wanted to just block it out. And I was like, oh, can I just take my brain and just remove it? Like do a lobotomy here. (laughs) And I put so much anger on my mind because I was fed up with it. But now I'm realizing that it's, they're just lessons and it's not bad and it's not good. It's, it's just another lesson.
0: So that's an interesting shift and I'd like to dive into that and, and like the the details of how that plays out because at one moment the mind is kind of your enemy and you want to get rid of it and then you kind of make friends with the mind and so how do you make friends with an enemy how did you do that
1: awareness really i feel like i wouldn't call my brain my mind a friend but in i guess in this scenario we can call it that but I kind of now view it as neutral because like we've talked about, I separate my mind a lot now. Um, It's cut up into weird sections, but so I kind of view it as neutral. Oh, okay. No, I get it. Okay. I I had to process it for a second. My brain isn't neutral. My mind isn't neutral. It's, it is a, a thing within me that is not overtaking me anymore. So I guess it is neutral. There There is no upper hand. There is no one is better than the other. There is no fight anymore. And that came with just practice, awareness, practice, lessons that the universe gave me. Ultimately, it was, you know, when the, The Great Mother of the Universe, you know, enlightened me, enlightened me to that. But I think mm, there was lots and lots of anger that I put towards my mind. Maybe I did the mirror exercise on my mind. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it. You know, we say the mirror exercise, but, like, I, I really just... I looked inward. Yeah, I used the mirror exercise. Okay. When I I would watch my thoughts, when I would meditate, I was doing the mirror exercise. I was viewing it and saying, why does that make me angry? Because I don't view my mind as me. It's in this vessel that I'm in. But it's there's no one over the other we're we're now working together we are now co-creators we're not friends I wouldn't say we're friends but we're co-creators we're working together and I have days where it's way worse and you know my mind is going off on a tangent about God knows what but I think I used I became aware I was enlightened from the universe I really use the mirror exercise to say, okay, why do those thoughts piss me off? And why do I think my mind is cancer? And I think I thought my mind was cancer because I felt like there was something wrong with me. And instead of pointing the finger at me and facing it, I said, there's something wrong with me because my brain's fucked up. I'm not fucked up. But my brain is so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the victim card on brain and say that it's the brains problem it's the minds problem and I just live with this thing inside of my head interesting does that make any sense
0: yes yeah no it's it's very interesting okay Yeah. So you took ownership. Uh, The the last part that you spoke about was, you know, you're you're not playing the victim card. That's interesting that you brought that up. So you took ownership for your own.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Happiness, your own thoughts, everything. Uh, Instead of being consumed by all of that, you you took a kind of like a leadership role inside your mind and said, okay, I'm empowering myself to feel good and to not be a victim
1: yeah yeah i had to i had to work through that i was while i was speaking i was trying to put into words what i was thinking but yeah yeah
0: it it always comes full circle to the onus is on the individual to make all of the changes yes the Bible, you know, like when Jesus says, "Love your enemies that's you know we that, that's a command for us to do something, to take action. love our enemies is more than just you know that's metaphorical for in in our mind it, it it's to to love those things that our mind has made up as an enemy. So it could be a thought. It could be a person. It could be a trigger. Uh, love our enemies, which Eckhart Tolle says, you know, actually means to don't have any enemies. And that's, that's who does that? We do. We have to make the mental shift. We have to make this decision to think on, oh, the Bible says that too. think on good things or godly things. So oh, yeah. there's this, We have this capacity to change the way we think. And so many people don't do that. They look out into the world and say, world, make me feel good. I don't feel good. World, make me feel good. And that's
1: not the case. Yes. No. And and that's what I was doing. And I'm still working through this. This has been... This was, this has been a very big struggle for me, but I was always right. And everybody else in the world was wrong. And I would never admit to when I was wrong ever. And when I, and because, and I couldn't admit that I was wrong because that meant that there was something wrong with me. I was, it would be too vulnerable to say that, that I was wrong. And people would look at me differently and judge me because I made one mistake. So I could never be wrong. So I took this position as a person who was always right and would just stand on a pedestal and put walls around myself and make other people think that I was always right because I couldn't lower myself enough to admit that I was wrong about anything. I mean, if I ate a chip or if I made eggs wrong, like really, really small things, I couldn't do it. I couldn't lower myself. It's been a very tough thing for me to work on.
0: It's interesting because we have to lose the false egoic self in order to do that. And you recognized it, you were the witness, you you saw that going on in your mind, and you've decided that you are not going to play that false egoic self game of good and bad. This doesn't reduce your divinity. It doesn't reduce who you are. What, What?
1: I said it doesn't reduce my worthiness
0: worthiness yes there you go that's that's a great yeah and and then on the flip side it's wonderful to notice that braggadocious behavior doesn't increase your worthiness it yeah. increases your sense of false self egoic worthiness but yeah. you and I both know that doesn't even matter that doesn't even play out who, no. who gives who cares So um, it's wonderful to live from this place of peace that says, hey, I want to do I want to morally do things right in the world. I want to obey society. I want to contribute to society. I want to follow the rules. I want to advance myself in any way I can. But as far as good and bad go and doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing, none of that really matters. Just align with your divinity, move forward in life make mistakes, don't make mistakes, have wins, don't have wins, have fails, it's all good. It it all is wonderful. And what a, what a huge relief to be able to live from this place of, I don't know, not caring. I don't know what the word would be for that, but it's, it's just this wonderful place of their easiness.
1: It's abundance. You just live in a abundance. world of abundance. There's yeah, abundance, support, safety, like you wanted to bring up. You live yeah. in this world where it's just naturally around you.
0: And people that are very egoically driven, you, you will piss them off because they'll be like, oh, no, you no way can you have mental peace and be happy. I make $13 million a year, and I. this is my status right here, and this is who I am, and this is my name, and this is what I've done for myself. And I worked my ass off to, in, in order to get here. So there's no way that somebody that, you know, is making the money that you make, that has the job that you have, that there's no way you could have complete peace and happiness. There's no way. I've been working my ass off my whole life. And I don't have that shit yet. There's no way you have it. Yep. Right? Isn't that what the world says? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: (laughs) And then we look at people like, you know, the the famous actor that you know had a wife and kids and made tons of money and killed himself. So we know money and status and all of those wonderful things don't equate to sense of worthiness on the deepest level
1: no nothing
0: and yet we're still duped into thinking that money allows an ease of life we we still think that people still think that if if you oh no you gave me three million dollars i'd be happy and we're saying uh if you can't find your happiness right now you're not going to find it in three million dollars
1: Nope, there's no way. Because you live ease with ease
0: of life. It, yes, ease of life comes from the mental capacity, the a mental the mental ability to align with divinity within that says I'm worthy at this present moment, and it doesn't matter if I'm an A student, if I'm homeless, if I'm in prison. It's, none of those things matter. The keys to heaven are in this box that everyone has the ability to take. Yeah.
1: yeah. And a million dollars isn't going to, isn't going to change the life you're living. Sure. It'll put you in a bigger house, but you're still living in your body. You're still living with your mind. Money cannot And we know, know
0: that, Yes. And the mind is what causes some of those issues when we're, Identified with thoughts that are stirred up from conditioning, from childhood behaviors, from psychology, from heredity, genetics. Thoughts are these, these born these things that are born inside the mind that control people. Yeah. Instead of us deciding, we become a slave to the thoughts. Instead of us saying, oh, this thought is creative, divine thought came from deep within and, it, and it's wise and it's wisdom and it says, hey, make a left here in life or make a right here in life, that's different than these conditioned habitual thoughts that just pop up on their own and say, you know, do this or that, because that creates more karmic problems for us when we listen to those thoughts.
1: Agreed. More money, more problems. <laughs>
0: Interesting. I thought of something earlier, and I don't, I don't know if I have my head wrapped around it or if I explained it um, well enough in my writing. I was trying to figure this out. I wanted to put thoughts into a category that is more like our sense perceptions, and um,
1: what perception? So you know,
0: the eyes sense. So we see with our eyes. We smell with our nose. You know those senses. So the eyes can only see they can't hear the nose can only smell it it can't it can't see anything and i feel like thoughts are in this category somehow and i was trying to figure this out trying to trying to get through it in my head the color purple is made by combining the colors red and blue and then you'll see purple yeah thoughts are and like i say i'm still trying to figure this out but Thoughts are conditioned, habitual thoughts, not creative, wise, deep thoughts, but thoughts that just pop in the in the head, randomly pop in the head and say, oh, you're a shitty person or you, you better hurry up and buy this be- before that it runs out. These like these like thoughts that just take control of us. Um, those thoughts. Come to us through this through this sense perception avenue I haven't figured out how to how that plays out yet and you you look stumped so maybe you don't know what I'm talking about but <laughs>
1: wait okay you're saying the conditioned habitual thoughts come through like our senses
0: yeah I think we notice them through a sense organ like we notice a smell through the nose we're noticing thoughts through some kind of sensory device. And I don't know what that is, but.
1: Okay, you're really losing me here. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: like I say, I haven't figured this out. I'm just bringing this up for okay. the conversation today because I haven't figured it out. But.
1: So I'm trying to think of this like we explained my head and how I think about habitual thoughts. And you think... Okay, so are you saying that when a thought comes, when a habitual thought comes through the head, your conscious mind knows that it's unconscious and puts it into a category? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh I don't even know if I understand what you just Oh said. good
1: Lord. <laughs> but okay. I feel
0: like it's just another perception of reality and it's skewed and it's based on the individual. So for instance, Um, I might smell the smell of this certain thing over here and it reminds me of a childhood wonderful thing. Oh, it's wonderful. And then you might smell it and go, oh, that's awful. That's the worst smell I ever had. And I might taste this particular food and you might taste it and go, that's awful. I'm going to vomit. And so our perceptions are different. And so I feel like thoughts that come into my mind. These these conditioned thoughts—they're conditioned. When I say conditioned, I mean that the past has designed them. So when I was a kid, if 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 oh. this circumstance happened to me and I was a kid and it was a bad thing, now I've I have a conditioned thought that says this thing equals bad. And also in my in my psyche in my psychology deep down in my dna i've been passed on things by my parents that say these things are bad or good and so i feel like these conditioned thoughts now they become habit forming and and they're just popping in all on their own and they're saying yeah. you're worthy of this you're not worthy of that these thoughts i feel like i'm i'm perceiving these this these thoughts with my sensory device, so I have a sensory device that says, "This food tastes good." You have a sensory device that says "That food tastes bad." I have a sensory device that says "Situation A is scary." You have a sensory device that that, that has a thought that says "This situation is not scary."
1: Uh-huh so
0: so I, I'm trying to draw thoughts away from being so identified with them and put them more in a category that's easier for the public to understand as if it's a sensory item. So because it's it's very easy for me to say the reason I'm scared of roller coasters is because when I was a little kid, I got stuck upside down in one. People can go, oh, that makes sense. But yeah. if if I say I have chronic severe anxiety or no I'm agoraphobic and I can't leave my home. People are like, "You're you're what's the matter with you, dude? There's nothing wrong with leaving home." Yeah. But if I can put it in a sensory thing and say, "Well, this is this is my sense perception of reality," then people can understand that. Oh yeah, oh this this food makes you nauseous? Well, that's because I had this when I was hungover and I barf this thing up and now that anytime I get around that, it makes me nauseous. So I'm I'm trying to like separate thoughts from being so identified with them. I'm trying to put it in a category that makes sense. And obviously it's not working.
1: You're hurting (laughs) my brain. Uh, (laughs) Uh Yeah. No, I don't agree. Well, I don't perceive Any of those things that you just talked about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what the hell you're talking about, but it's okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, bummer. Bummer. I I I, I feel you. like I did a bad job of explaining it. I feel like you would understand it if I explained it better cuz we usually <laughs> see things very similarly.
1: I understand what you're trying to say and I'm I understand why you are saying them. But that is way left field to how I see things. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, a... so, okay, now this is making me think, because, all right, so I cut my brain in half, and the back part of my brain is the unconscious part, but how do I know that the back part of my brain is the unconscious thought? Is that my sensory device?
0: Good question.
1: Yeah, see, I... so I don't know, maybe, aye, aye, aye. I don't know. But like, I get the gist of what you're trying to say, but like, I don't, I just know, I know the difference between them.
0: And, and that is the important significance here. That's, that's the significance of all of this, is that it, that is your perception of reality. You like the color green. You like the taste of coffee. Some yeah. Some people don't. And so if you're if you if that's the way you identify with your mind, then that is your perception of reality. And that is okay.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yay. Okay.
0: But the the point I guess I'm really trying to make is that we don't have to take it so personally what, what is it don miguel louise or whatever his name is the four agreements you know don't take don't take something personally um we did and i think you know th- this is the this is that that type of scenario we identify with our thoughts oh i had a thought that came in my head it said i was a miserable person because yeah. Two days ago, I was driving down the road and I forgot to look over and I was worried and I ran into this little old lady in her car and I caused an accident and I feel terrible. Well, that's your perception of reality. It's, it's not reality. The reality is that you collided with another ind- individual when you were driving, but it doesn't make you a bad person. The thought is telling you your perception is. Is You know, that's the perception of reality, but it's not necessarily Uh – it doesn't have to be true. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm doing – I'm not doing a great Uh, job explaining this.
1: I get you. And so now – okay. Okay. So if we're calling this a sensory device, which I don't like that term, but we're just going to go with it here for a second my sensory device i guess i have two it's the volume of the voice like of the, of the thought i sh- rather the volume of the thought and the vibration of the thought so like i can differentiate what my thought is the universe my spirit guides and the unconscious part of my brain because of how loud the voice is and because of the vibration behind it so I guess that would be my sensory device would be those two things yes yeah. and I get you okay so like I understand about the whole perception of like viewing things but that just makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> Like, you say that? And I'm going, uh, so how do we know that the Earth looks like the way the Earth looks? Or does it look like Venus? And we just think it looks like Venus. Or that we think that it doesn't look like Venus when it does look like Venus. Like, you're making me, like, think too hard.
0: But I love that though. That's what that's no! the that's the interesting fact of all of this is that it makes the experience individual, and I get to have my own individual perception of reality, including what I think about it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're making me hurt.
0: And to be able to to and to be able to remove the identification with that thought is freeing to me. Because I think because I have a foundation too. I, th- I think maybe if you remove identification with thought, you're kind of free falling. It's like, oh, where do I go then? But if your foundation is absolute peace in the middle, and it's just the foundation is peace, and it doesn't, and I don't have to identify with a thought. I I'm just at peace, and I'm just floating around. I'm just a leaf floating around in the wind. Yeah. And I'm safe floating around. And so as these thoughts come to me and they say, you're you're good, you're bad, you're you're going to do a great job, you're not going to do a great job, whatever. That's not me. I don't have to be tied to that. It's not defining me. It doesn't matter. I can just effortlessly float like this leaf. And wherever the wind takes me, wherever the great mother takes me is wonderful. And I can experience Thoughts that come into my mind and say, Oh, look at that. When I was a kid, I've been conditioned to think this because of a childhood thing, or I've been conditioned to think this because it's in my psyche and it's who I made made, you know, it's passed down to me in my genes. But um ultimately it's not me. I'm at peace. I can just be at peace. I can be at this wonderful place of peace. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. You you are screwing with my head. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, jeez. Just when you thought you had to figure it out. (laughs) What?
1: I get you, but for some reason, I can't identify with what you're saying.
0: Right. You're not ready to process it.
1: No, not at all.
0: That's because you're identified with your thoughts, I think it's because you you get a sense of security around figuring things out and to and to, to and to allow yourself the freedom to not know and to not figure things out and to just effortlessly float is a little scary because it's like jumping off a cliff without a parachute, yeah, yeah, we humans want to be safe and secure and identify with something.
1: I have, yeah. My my my, my brain is mush. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: too hard of I I don't know. Time. I've been trying to
0: write about it. I tried to put it in writing. I really was hoping that you were going to help me dissect this because
1: no. you
0: helped me in like tons and tons of ways. <laughs> Oh, you know what? the the you oh. you had a you were a huge help earlier with the leader thing. Let's talk about that for a second. That was really good.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah,
0: I was putting myself in this category. While you catch your breath, I'll just uh, kind of <laughs> preface what I want to talk about. So I was putting myself in this category. Uh, I feel unworthy. And I and I feel like I'm 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 not capable and this has been in my psyche forever and uh, every place I've ever worked has promoted me. And so I have this track record and I say that humbly and as meek and humbly as possible. I swear to God, I'm not saying this braggadociously. I have an issue. I think I'm not worthy, and I have circumstantial evidence in the world. This is this cognitive dissonance thing. Yeah. I have circumstantial evidence in the world that says I am worthy. When when I was a pizza maker at Sabaros, I was promoted to an assistant manager and then a co-manager. When I was in the military, they, they pulled me out of the ranks and said, dude, we need you to go over here and run this um, uh, program behind the scenes for the main support battalion. It was kind of a... Um, reconstruction of a building. Anyway, and and then you know uh at, at my current job they, they keep putting more tasks on me and giving me more things. All this time, my entire life, I've had feelings that I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Oh at Sabaros, yeah I said that, right? I was promoted yeah, yeah. time and time again. Yeah. I had a district manager that came to me and he said, Rob, if you'd get your head together you do really well in this job. So he even recognized that I was just thinking unworthiness. So I have this problem with with worthiness, and I feel like, and I said to you, I was like, I'm not a leader. I don't feel like a leader. I don't feel like I'm worthy of leading. And this is when you dove in with the <laughs> best advice ever, which um, I think really helped me. I I made a mental shift here, so. Well, you said Rob you don't have to be a leader that, that that's no yeah. one is right do you want do you want to talk about that
1: sure I, I just I I really have been identifying with the word co-creating and you know I, I said you don't have to lead you don't have to teach you don't you don't have to be above anybody because The universe is not above us and we are not above the universe. Me and dad, one of us isn't above the other. None of us in this great big world of ours, we are all on the same level, but it's our egos that tell us that we need to be leaders or that we need to be above other people or that that we need to be better and that we have to achieve more and that we have to check off these stupid ass check boxes in our lives to be better. Or, or, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, and I I just said, don't be, co-create with everybody, share your ideas and your, your passions, but don't lead anybody, don't just co-create, co-create with the universe, how we do, if dad had a, a retreat on some island somewhere in some tropical place and he had a retreat that he w- he's getting stuck up on the fact that he needs to know a certain amount of things to become a teacher or to become a leader when it's that's that's not even true we 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 need to co-create we need to share we need to love everybody the way that everybody deserves to be loved and We need to co-create with the universe. We need to co-create with everyone and build a foundation, a community of love, of support, to throw away the ego and become one, not one above the other, not one below the other, one, to share, to learn, to grow together. You know, we we talk about lessons and and teachers, and there there's such a a negative vibration on those words in the unconscious world. When sure, we can use those in the spiritual world or the conscious world, but we need to put a different meaning behind those words. A better meaning. That's my spiel. Anna, you
0: unlocked. You unlocked something within me, and you need to know that. I it freeing when you said that to me. I it just clicked. I, I had know. like a mental shift, and it took all the pressure off. I, and the biggest awareness that I have now is that I had a misconception of what that word "lead" means. Yeah, that's really what it is. You know, I I misunderstood what it it's means. To to lead.
1: Yeah, because there's an egoic vibration attached to the word lead. And, And I told you. So, how we got into this conversation is that he said he felt like he wasn't worthy. And I said, no. I said, I don't know why I haven't told you this before but I see you as a teacher. And as we've been recording, I realized why I haven't said this to you is because I knew vibrationally that you didn't believe it. And if I told you prior, you weren't going to believe it until you were ready to be enlightened. And I knew that. So I said it today because you were ready to hear it. Wow. I knew that subconsciously. Vibrationally, I knew that. Not, I knew that subconsciously. I had to dissect that while wow.
0: we were talking. Wow. That is absolutely phenomenal. I'm speechless. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> helping another human being is wonderful. Yeah. Um Helping another human being vibrationally is even more wonderful. You know, in the physical world, you lend somebody some money. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, In the vibrational world, when you help somebody vibrationally, that's even more wonderful. But when when you're my daughter, when the daughter helps the father to see some clarity through vibrational and physical work through the manifested and unmanifested and really unlock something mentally
1: uh-huh.
0: that's I don't know that just feels really special
1: see it's funny because you say thank that you
0: when,
1: <laughs> you're welcome um Good. and it's funny that you say that because I don't know if we've said this in a recording or not but I I've said this to you but I don't view you as a father
0: <laughs> right and
1: that sounds ridiculous but yes I, I mean I guess you view it differently because you are a father so being a parent I guess there's more of a responsibility and a a, a vibrational responsibility too I guess but yeah like when we when we like jive like this it I view you as another vibrational soul I don't view you as a parent.
0: And same vice vice versa, but obviously we have the capacity to see both, and so yeah. like it it just hit me on both levels because you know I said that to you that, that you know we we do we are experiencing life as two spiritual beings on on the deepest of deepest levels you know we're we're experiencing life on a spiritual plane not not father daughter and and so the, that's the truth of matter, really you just came through your mom and I, but that doesn't make you you know you didn't give yourself the name I didn't give yourself give you hair color I didn't yeah. give you eye color. you know I didn't none of that you know so there yes um you we are sp- two spiritual beings having a conversation right now, yes. but I also felt that in the physical world too, you know that was you know I just felt that in my heart like it's amazing, um, I don't know, it just feels really good, I don't know how else to explain it, it just feels really good
1: yeah i I felt it click <laughs> when I said it I felt it click with you, it was like a light bulb moment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that is another really interesting thing that we share. We yeah. we can sense that within each other, and you know, I I feel like you had said like it felt like I punched you the first time I told you that I loved you yeah. in, in Las Vegas at, at Uncle Greg's house. Yeah. Um, and so we ever since then, I think that was the first yeah. moment that we started. Agreed feeling the connection or whatever that is. We
1: started speaking vibrationally.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: We started to understand our vibrational languages.
0: I feel like I spoke to you vibrationally before we started having a relationship. You know, back when you and I were bumping heads, yeah. I decided, I I brought this up. I decided that I was going to meditate and I was going to send you vibrational love, unconditional. So whether we repaired our relationship or not, I said I was going to send you unconditional vibrations of love until I died. And I truly meant it on the deepest level, no matter what you did with your life, I was not going to hold a grudge or anything. It was going to be vibration. And I feel like you felt that. I feel like that, that stirred something up, do you think,
1: yeah, oh one hundred percent i didn't I didn't feel it consciously, like subconsciously, like when our when it was yeah you know i I think that was like the the rock down the hill, you kind of like shoved the rock so it went down the hill, but you know, and I felt it un I felt it subconsciously, and that's when it came together, I guess, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: That's a really unique thing. I don't know how how many other people can speak vibrationally for 2,500 or 3,000 miles apart, but um, I would love to meet some more people that can speak vibrationally like that.
1: Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. I want to speak because... I am having trouble over here.
0: Ah, oh, okay.
1: I am having some uh anxiety over here. So, <laughs> we're going to I'm going to explain this. There's a Okay. Okay. So, 2 weeks ago, I I decided the universe spirit guides all of us kind of decided for me to go off of my antidepressants and i have been noticing some small shifts um being off of them but nothing major like it's not like i went off of my medication and all of a sudden i had this like major anxiety attack and oh my god like i can't function no i i've been i've been really good this past Two weeks and I and I I was like why am I going off of my antidepressants right now when I just started a new job I've got all of these things that I, I'm juggling right now and why am I going off of my antidepressants right now that just didn't didn't seem right to me but I did it anyways because I I just kind of knew that's what what I you know needed to do and I've been ignoring it the past two weeks. I didn't want to bring it up in my mind. I didn't want to say it out loud to anybody because I would jinx it and all of the anxiety would come back. And, and I didn't want to say it out loud and I didn't want to say it to anybody, it would just be my little secret because if I could ignore it, then it wasn't real and it wasn't happening. By the way, I have a spirit guide coming in but standing behind me, by the way, while I'm saying this. So if somebody is behind me, I, I, I've been just shoving this out of my mind because I have had this issue with medication. So I, I want to I wanna talk about my, my medication story, really. I think my last year in Vegas and I started to have conversations about my anxiety with my uncle. And he, he explained to me stories about his anxiety attacks when he was in high school and the things that he did. He pushed me to go to my doctor and talk to her about it. We had the same doctor in Vegas. And he pushed me to go to her and talk to her about it. And I explained what I feel and my anxiety and kind of what I talked about last week, how I couldn't leave my apartment and all of those types of things. And she suggested that I go on antidepressants. And I was 100% against it. I was like, hell no, I am not going on medication. I had a belief that if I was on medication, it would make me a robot, that I wouldn't have my same emotions, and that there was something wrong with me because I was on medication. I did all this research on the medication, and she said that her daughter was on it, and, you know, her, you know, her daughter was so much better now, and, you know, all of these other things, and I, I went on antidepressants, I did it, um, after, after I agreed, and after I did research, um, I do not regret the decision to go on meds, at all. Medication has helped me so much. I mean, I I don't think I would have been able to pack my shit up and move from Las Vegas to Maine. I, I don't think I would have been able to do big shifts like that without it, big physical shifts without it. And so I've been on I've been on medication for I don't know two, three years now, I think. I've had a really great, this ta- this year has been a really good spiritual year for me. I feel like I've, I've made some really big spiritual home runs this year. The universe or whatever has been, you know, was like, don't take your meds tonight. I, I would take them at night before bed. And I got, don't take your meds tonight. So I didn't. Uh, don't take your meds again tonight. So I didn't, and I haven't touched my meds in two weeks. But I I had this underlying fear that if I if I brought it up, that all of the anxiety would come back and and I wouldn't be able to have this amazing connection with my spirit guides in the universe like I do now, and you know that I wouldn't be able to function without meds. And I, I decided that I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. While we were talking, my, those small voices in the back of my mind have not shut up. And my anxiety level has been rising. And I'm going, I'm not at peace right now. I'm anxious, okay, what do I do, how do I get out of this, Hannah, you're fine, don't worry about it, nothing's changed, and my brain's going, you're about to have an anxiety attack, why are you doing this, you need meds to survive, so I've done a 180 in three years going from never wanting meds to now... Being afraid to be off of them. These emotions have been coming up while we've been talking. And if if I need to go back on meds, I will go back on meds. If that's really what the universe wants from me, if the universe wants me to do a trial and just see how it goes, okay. If If I'm meant to continue to be off of them, okay. But my brain has been saying, go back on your meds. You don't want to put the work in. You don't want to meditate more. You don't want to focus on your your thoughts more than you already do. That's too much work. Why would you want to do that? Take the easy way. That's what I've been getting. And it's driving me nuts. (laughs) The universe has been kind of quiet right now. And I think the universe is trying to, like, let me work this out on my own. Like, Like, make me work out the mental stuff on my own. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to this?
0: Yeah, lots of stuff came to mind. Obviously, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, lots of stuff came to mind. One is uh, we everything is done in the present moment. So you, you you don't your mind is is has left the present moment because yes. you feel the anxiety. So, yes, you can circle back to this present moment. And you can say, OK, thank you, mind for telling me all of these things but at this present moment I'm fine and in the next present moment whenever I get there I'll make that decision but right now I'm fine and if in that next present moment I don't feel fine I'll just go ahead and call my doctor or take the meds if you have them there but um I'm not going to be I'm not going to steer my life from a place of fear, I will steer my life from a place of peace. Yeah. So so thank you, thoughts. I appreciate the scare tactics, but I'm <laughs> going to make my decision in a moment of peace. And at this particular moment, I, I am at peace. The thoughts are not being helpful, but I know my divinity is right here in this present moment, and it, it is at peace. The thoughts are stirring up the problem, and I recognize that. Obviously, you know, you already know this. Meds are are gonna help if you need them. The, the billions of people take them. I don't know how many millions or billions, but yeah, people take them all the time. Your inner divinity, your your as Abraham Hicks would say, your inner being knows what it needs. Yeah and your problem right now is not whether you need to be on meds or not your problem right now is deciding that you're going to align with peace because medication comes with a tainted view just like leadership came with a tainted view for me yeah and you've put a little bit of salvation in medication and you've said oh medication's gonna save me yeah. And it will if it needs to, but it doesn't need to at this present moment. You're at peace. You're fine. Yeah. Thoughts are telling you you're not, but you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe that's the synchronicity with the strange conversation earlier when I was saying, "Hey, disidentification with thoughts as a sense perception, maybe. just based on, you know, the the the." previous um, times in history, you know, you recognize that now. Thoughts are just coming to you and they're not really, they're they're based on some old school technology, some old school learnings, and you needed meds three years ago when they prescribed them to you. At this present moment, you don't need them. You might in two seconds from now. I don't know. But in this present moment, you don't and you don't need to worry about those thoughts telling you whether you'll need them or not. You're going to get your divine inspiration on whether you go take your meds or not from a place of peace, not a place of bullying, not a place of fear.
1: It's so hard. To differentiate right now. Because. I'm listening to your words. I understand them. I know what I have to do. And the unconscious thoughts are are slowing down, but my body is hyperactive right now. Sure. Yeah.
0: Totally get it. I had chronic severe anxiety. I understand when the body is having a response because there's an emotion tagged to a thought. Yes. And you've come a long way physically and mentally in growth and you don't wanna lose ground. Yeah. You don't wanna lose your mind. Yeah. You know what that, how horrific the dark side can be and you don't wanna go back there. Yeah. You nope. wanna stay at peace. Medication has helped you, but you also have the choice to go this next second without meds or with meds and nothing will be lost or gained yeah you can wait until the next second from now to take it and it's like a one day at a time alcohol anonymous approach which is thanks old friend you've you've helped me medication i appreciate it i send you love yeah i may not need you i don't need you right now I may not ever need you, or I might need you in two seconds from now, and if I need medication in two seconds from now, I will make that decision from a place of peace, not of fear.
1: And my brain just went, Jesus, Hannah, you just stepped back 20 paces.
0: That's good. You needed to recognize what it was like 20 paces ago. Yeah.
1: Well, my, well, my brain is saying you're moving backwards. You're not moving forward right now.
0: That's fine. You've even said it's okay to be in that place. Yeah. We just we said that earlier. You, we have to accept where we are in this present moment. Yeah. If you don't, then you're not accepting what God has given you in this present moment.
1: And I'm getting. I don't have the willpower to stay off meds, I am not strong enough to be off meds is what I'm getting.
0: And I, I don't know for sure, I, w- I would say those words uh, are not coming from a place of peace. Are they coming from a no. place of
1: peace? No, those are the unconscious, habitual thoughts in the back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you know that's not relevant because you know what it's like to have divine intervention, divine wisdom, because it tells you to go take meds. It tells you to, to pack up your belongings and move to Maine. It tells you to do this or that. You know where, what it feels like to have a divine guidance. And you know that this anxiety push surrounding meds is not divine guidance. No. You know that. But your old school self, who's been listening to anxiety steer her life for many, many years, says, oh, I know that voice. Oh, shit, I better listen to that.
1: Yeah, that voice is And then
0: you also have that divine sense that says that's an old school voice. Yeah. So you didn't bring this up today because you needed to know whether you want to go back on meds or not, because it's never about the physical work primarily. It's always about the mental work primarily. And so your real question is, What voice do I listen to what vibration am I supposed to listen to and you already know the answer to that?
1: Yeah, like I and yeah,
0: you know, it doesn't take willpower
1: No, it doesn't
0: Yeah, that's an egoic thought to say that you're gonna have to arm wrestle yourself Because you don't have meds in your life and it's gonna be harder. That's bullshit. Because it's always easy when you're aligned. Always easy. Whether you take meds or you don't take meds, whatever your forward progress is, whatever that next step is, it's going to be an easy step, not a hard step. It's not going to be willpower. It's not going to be arm wrestling in the world.
1: Yeah, it's like, so it's like. As
0: soon as that pops in, that's bullshit. You can just call bullshit. You can just call it <laughs> out. Say, I call it bullshit on that.
1: It's like, you're right. It's like looking into that dark corner to realize there's nothing there.
0: Yes. The fictitious monster under the child's bed. Yes. You were facing an emotional scare. You weren't facing anything physical about medication. You were facing a, a an emotional scare. Yeah. Because you really are fine in this present moment. You're fine. I mean, am I putting words in your mouth? Let me back up. How do you, do you feel like you need meds at this moment in time right now? Do you feel like you need meds? You, I'm asking you the divine you. I'm not asking for your your conditioned thoughts. I'm not asking, I don't want you to put education into the, just go to that place of stillness and peace and ask yourself, do you need meds?
1: No, because I am perfect the way I am. Sure. Yeah. No, that's... I don't. And it's need, okay to need meds. I don't need anything. You
0: just happen to don't need them right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got glasses on your face. That it doesn't mean you're not holy and you're not divine because you need glasses. Yeah. People that need medication, that's okay too. You're just not at that place right now. Yeah, You don't need meds at this present moment. You might in, in two seconds from now. I don't know. But just take it from the present moment to the present moment. Yeah, and and it the ego sidetracks us, man. Oh, it comes yeah. in and it gives this big, scary, dark cloud. And it says, here's the physical manifestation you should be scared of. And that's when we need to call it bullshit and say, "Nah, I don't face physical stuff first. My primary goal is to face the mental obstacle with peace. And then I look out into the world and see if it's really there. Yeah. Chronic, severe anxiety, insomnia, suicidal depression. I faced all of those things by going at it with peace. I remember my body habitually woke up in the middle of the night and said, freak the fuck out. And I'd sit with it and I'd say, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at peace. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to say, I love you, body. And my mind is saying, you're going to be tired. And tomorrow's going to be sucky. And it's going to be a miserable day. And then I'd look at the clock and I'd say, oh, my gosh, there's only one hour left and I haven't slept. Maybe I can sleep. And fit. And I'm like, no, I'm not going there. I'm sending my body love. And I did that for two weeks straight. No, very little sleep, if any. Naps in the afternoon when I could. And after about two weeks, the body finally started listening to my peaceful mind. It took like two weeks of that. And two weeks is a small price to pay because it was, you know, 40, 35 plus years of insomnia, of not facing it, of me going, oh, oh, no, it's horrible. Oh, no, being consumed by the emotion. And I didn't. I I stared it down and I sat with myself. I sat with my inner child. And i did that with chronic severe anxiety i walked along the boardwalk down when i was living with dana and my palms would get sweaty and my mind would race and my armpits are sweaty and i'd have a panic attack and i'd freak out and normally you know i would do something try to get my mind off i I would not want to look at it, but I I would look at it and I would say I would send my body love and I'd say, I know this body is having a habitual response, but I am not going there anymore. I'm sending you love unconditionally of what's going on. I'm sending love. And I would I would I call it sitting with myself, sitting with my inner
1: child. Yeah. And
0: that's what you need to do. You just need to sit with yourself while you're having this this anxious moment and say, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I might need to go back on meds. At this present moment, I don't feel peace, so I'm not making a decision. Scare tactics right away, red flag. Oh, you're going to have to work harder. You're going to lose this or that. They're scare tactics right away. If it's not peaceful, you can call it bullshit. you are be like, nah, that's that's a conditioned thought. I know what divine intervention is it says get your ass up and move to maine did that come with a whole bunch of anxious fear no no it probably came with some level of fear like divine fear like wow this is a pretty big scary move but you weren't pushed into it because you were running away from anxiety you were moving towards something yeah so you know what the divine call is you know when the divine talks to you and you'll know. So the divine is going to say to you, it's time for meds. And that's when you'll take the meds or wall.
1: The universe is talking to me right now. I, 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 I'm, this is like the most intense thing because everything is talking at once right now, including my body. So it's not just everything that's in my head. My body's freaking out too. So, and I know this is a lesson. I know I'm supposed to accept because I haven't accepted this, but I know I need to accept that if I go back on meds, it's okay. Because I can't accept that right now. That's what I need to accept. That's my lesson.
0: It's so true that the answers are always within us and if we can just calm down that anxiety go to that place of peace we will find the answers that we're looking for and you that's what you're doing you're working through this on your own with the you know through this conversation but you're you really ultimately are doing the the work you're working through this yeah and you know you also have an old pattern we all do have this pattern of wanting to listen to both sides oh maybe there's some truth in this anxiety maybe there's some truth yeah. in this pressure talk yes yeah and so we want to listen to that but there there we you we don't need to we need to remind ourselves that everything we need to know comes from that foundation of peace it doesn't come through the bully in the mind Yeah. The lesson is to go within the mind and say, what is going on up here and remove the circumstantial physical manifestation for just a moment and say, am I facing the real thing? Am I facing the fictitious monster under the bed called anxiety or am I really facing a real decision? You know, am I I saying to myself, let's 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 logically let's use the brain in a logical way. Let's use real thought process Let's say how have I been doing for the past 2 weeks when I'm not on meds? Oh, fine. Oh, yeah. how how is how is my mental and physical? Am I am I holding down a job? Am I de- feeding myself and getting sleep? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. There's the logical side to things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nothing has changed. Literally nothing. Yeah but my so good that's awesome yeah you know it's so funny I haven't felt this much anxiety in a long time but even though that the the habitual thoughts were coming in and telling me these things I was still pretty mentally clear though I still am so I was I was totally aware of what was happening. Yes. But I know. That small piece of me was like, let's just believe that because it's easier to believe that than to believe peace. Yes. Like I was so consciously aware of all of it the entire time. I still am.
0: I know. I noticed that. <laughs> I knew you were not out of your wits and and I did and I was trying hard not to put words in your mouth but yeah I totally recognize that. Yeah. You you were never taken over by it. You were just putting a foot in that hot water of anxiety, testing it and saying, "Oh yeah. Oh, is that maybe there's some truth in there? Let me check that out." And you're
1: <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ay, yi, yi. you know and even though I've just gone through it and, and I can still kind of feel it in my body but I'm I'm I like how you said that you're put, like putting things into categories because I am putting things into categories right now and I still feel it but I feel like I have a lot of mental clarity right now
0: yeah the body's still is having this habitual response, but you're you're you have a deep foundation of peace you know where that is that's where your survival now is your your um your uh, salvation or survival you're you're rooted you're rooted in this deep foundation of peace it's what made you turn the car around when you were going for that um job interview or whatever yeah. um you're You'll test the anxiety waters a little be, because you're not 100% sure that peace yeah. is the way, but you're really starting to narrow it down. You're like, okay, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm, I'm anchored on the peace side, but I'm, I'm still entertaining the bullshit in the mind because I'm not 100% sure
1: yet. And honestly, I'm really proud of myself right now. Like, I Me did too. not go mentally unconscious. Like, I felt like I was, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and to be it, the more you face that, um, the more the next trigger in life, the next big fictitious monster under the child's bed that shows up, it's going to show up in different form constantly. It's going to show up as a, as your your car is going to blow up or you're going to get fired or you know i'm 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 putting in some really big things here because these are the important things that people worry about right and so these these things are going to show their ugly face at you and and you're going to have another moment and you're going to say no this this is really a big thing this is something i need to feel anxious over and and it's always trickery. You, you will always have a peaceful out out of every single scenario in life. And it just shows it's ugly. It shows up until it can't trick you anymore. And at some point, it can't trick you anymore. And you say, you know what? I've been I've had my foundation yeah. built on peace for the past three years now or the past five years now or whatever. Yeah. And I, this has this thing hasn't led me wrong. So uh, I'm not going to buy into the anxiety thing. And then eventually it just it loses all its power. You haven't fed it, and it doesn't it doesn't rise up anymore. You don't even want to test the waters. You're just 100% secure that peace is the way.
1: Whew. I feel like I just ran a spiritual mile right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was
0: a good talk. I think it was a good talk on both, both sides because I feel like I had some weight taken off. With the with the talk earlier, so
1: oh good. And I thought while I was like sort of in the anxiety, I thought my spirit guide was there to like comfort me and tell me it was okay. He was standing right here and was like, "Say it, Hannah. Say it. Like be aware of it." Oh wow. Yeah. Like he had his hand on my shoulder and was like. Be aware of it. Say it out loud. Because if you say it out loud, you know it's going to be true. You know you have to work through this. Say it out loud. Ah. Yeah.
0: So I I believe that things come to it, if we're very sensitive to the inner body and the mind, things come to us on a very sensitive, very, like a whisper, so 2 weeks ago you said you went off meds and then you started having these thoughts but you didn't really want to look at them you were kind yeah. of ignoring them and so this started as a little uneasiness
1: yeah
0: it was a whisper yeah. and then it turned into anxiety yeah
1: it got loud so the, the lesson
0: yeah the lesson is to tackle these things before they turn into anxiety because after anxiety it turns into heart disease or high blood pressure or whatever the body is like our i don 't know it's like the the system that tells us we're not aligned so if my digestive tract's not working properly um I'm stressed about something i I know that i'm that, that's me by the way that's my that's my call my digestive tract doesn't work well I know i'm i've placed my salvation in the world, not on my foundation of peace. Hmm. It's one of my things. I also my lower back pain. That's mine. I almost never have lower back pain. But when I start having it, I know that I've lost my way. I'm, I've not rested my mind on peace. I rested it on. Some, I care about something else more than my inner divinity, I guess, is another way of putting it. Yeah, it's all about a mental shift.
1: Yeah, and even though I hated feeling that, I'm glad I went through it, because I'm glad I faced it. Hmm. I'm still not Me through, too. It, through it. Like, I still have mental work to do, but I'm through the anxiety. Now I have to do the mental work.
0: I I feel like I completely understand what you're saying, and, and I want to put it in my words for a minute, because okay. uh, it just, I feel like... I don't know if it's going to bring more clarity to you or okay. or what but my take on this is that we pick up anxiety because we're not done playing around and I know that sounds ridiculous but this is the way I look at it now like when I get if if I sense depression overtaking me which it almost never does you usually it's the anxiety thing yeah. but um Anything pops up that feels like it's over. I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed when the scare tactic shows up, when the fictitious monster under the bed shows up and I believe it for a moment. I say to myself, Oh, I'm not done playing in the world. I'm not done playing human. I'm not. Yeah. scared. That's what comes to my mind now.
1: I get that too. I do. Interesting. I, I, I understand that.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because then I I make this mental shift, and I say, I, I don't want to play anymore. I'd rather just be aligned. I don't I don't want to pretend like life is tough, because it's not. So I feel like you don't really have more mental work to do. You just have to decide that you want to stop playing in the anxiety sandbox. Yeah.
1: That's what I meant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I... I have to decide what I want to do. Yes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna release the energy that's still stuck in my body. And then I'm gonna decide once the rest of it's gone. Because I want to be completely clear first, so I'm just gonna release the rest of the energy in my body, and then I'm gonna go from there.
0: Gotcha. Good.
1: Because it's gone from my body, but there's still like tingles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the body holds on to things.
1: Yeah. It does. It's crazy how we're just so connected to our bodies. So crazy.
0: Not everybody is. I mean, I didn't used to be. I was a mess. I didn't listen to my body at all. I beat the shit out of it. But now this is the way I live my life. I live my life connected to my body. I allow my body to kind of remind me. Even anxiety, fear, anxiety, any negative emotion now is not, it's not believable to me at all anymore. Now I just know I lost my way. I know, you know, it's, it's just me getting lost and I need to align with my inner divinity and peace and everything is fine again. But I do. I have these moments of fear that pop in the head. Say, so you don't know what you're doing at work. You're going to get fired. How are you going to make a mortgage payment? You got credit card debt, blah, blah, blah. And then I just go, you know, blah, 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 blah. Goodbye. I'm not concentrating on that. I'm going to think on nice, wonderful thoughts that say I, the best thing ever is going to happen to me in the next second. Not the worst thing ever. And then I can just align with peace and go to this quiet place, and I'm and I'm good. Yes, it is crazy. And the most awesome thing about this is to be able to have the self-awareness, which we both have, to be able to recognize that the problem is in our mind. It's not in the world, and we don't need the world to behave differently to be at peace. And that is such such a huge lifesaver. I mean, it's, there's, there's nothing more incredibly empowering for a sense of well-being, health, security, love, peace, abundance, than knowing that the keys to heaven are right here and we can have them. We don't have to do anything. There's no arm wrestling. There's no willpower. You don't have to willpower anything. There's no scare tactics. Just align with peace and roll with it.
1: Yeah. You know, and I felt for the longest time when I thought the world was the enemy, I felt so out of control. Like I had no control to fix it because the world was coming at me and I didn't know how to fix it. But knowing that it's me, it's me it's It's not like I have to fix anything, but I just change my awareness i couldn't you can't do that if you're you can't change the awareness of the world you just you can't do that
0: right yes yeah. i you know i I'm gonna bring this back to that crazy um conversation about thought because we have a thought just like we have a taste bud that says this doesn't taste good to me, but someone else says this tastes good to them. We have a thought that says meds this, this conversation around meds and whether I go on them or whether I don't, we have a thought that says this doesn't taste good. This, this isn't good. Yeah. And someone else might have a thought that said, this does taste good. And I, I swear thoughts somehow are a sensory we're perceiving thoughts to be either good or bad, just like we perceive a color to be good or bad. We perceive thoughts as good or bad, and we can change it. We have the ability to change that.
1: Okay, well, let's break this down for a second. So from what I said earlier, from the situations that the universe put you in, You have experiences on certain situations. So the universe is giving you that perception. If you see green and it's green, or if it's green but somebody else sees it as blue, the universe is making you see that perception.
0: Okay. I'll I'll grant you that. Yeah, the universe, it, we we only have the power that the universe gives us. So, yeah, if we're going to see a color and we like it or dislike it, or we see green or blue or whatever, yes, I agree.
1: So, like, the sensory thing is the situations that the universe put us in, no?
0: Yeah, I would another? agree. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know what you're trying to get at here. I don't really know how to explain it, but you're – you're, I, I think you're pointing at, at your this conversation towards a, a really deep conversation, which uh-huh. is something along the lines of, well, none of this is in our own power. It's all in the power yeah. of the universe. The universe grants us the ability to like or dislike things, to, to, to have the childhood that we have, to have the perception of reality as good or bad. All of this is granted from the universe. Yeah. yeah yeah and what the heck does that mean <laughs>
1: just that i don't know
0: yeah yeah i mean that is a really deep um i don't i don't know it, it, it seems really deep maybe maybe it's really easy maybe maybe it's not deep at all maybe maybe if that's the case, we can just remove our sense of identification with everything and just you know like abraham hicks go down the river in in the flow of of wonderfulness and bliss and not not have a yes. care in the world just align with peace and do the do, take action from a, alignment with peace and nothing matters could yeah. life actually be that easy i, I, I think so
1: yeah i i mean that's the point right yes yeah i I don't know how else to perceive it than that
0: yeah and we do we do we the human mind brings in all of the makes all these problems out of out of there's there's no problem everything is guided by the universe The, the universe you know, we only have the power that the universe grants us. We only have so. Yeah. Why? Why would we ever worry or fear or anything about anything? Why not just stay at peace and say, well, I don't
1: know. well you know, just
0: yeah, because cause the mind wants to make a big fucking deal out of every little thing, and there's there's no problem.
1: I mean, like when I first said it, it was easy for me to perceive. But now that I'm trying to, like, dissect it and be like, nothing means nothing. And the only thing that matters is, like you said, just floating down the river. That seems a little insane. <laughs> but it was easy for me to perceive a second ago.
0: Yes, because you didn't put thought into it. And I, I've <laughs> i read and under understood that we can't think our way into knowing the divine. We can only know the divine.
1: Okay, we can't use that. our thinking
0: mind to understand infinity and beautiful blessings beyond beautiful blessings. You know, it's just yeah. our mind can't rationalize or, you know, our, it's limited with it, but, but you can get quiet and you can get really still and you can sense that beautiful place of peace and stillness and all knowing and, effortlessly living you can sense that you can't rationalize it but
1: you know it's yeah. there on
0: the deepest level you you know it when you quiet your mind you know that that capability is there and you and I are yeah. actively doing that we're finding our way to that most divine place where the where it is woo way where it is effortlessly living and doing
1: yeah that's true Yeah, I totally get it, because I was like, wait a second, that was super easy for me to think about. And then I identify with a lot of the knowing that you really can't make sense of. It just is a feeling. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of hard to explain, because there's not really anything to explain it. It's just a knowing, and that's why we, you know have so many modalities trying to explain it when you can't even explain it. There's no point to even trying to explain it. You can't put words to it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The Tao Te Ching says the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. And that's exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Well, why try to put a name on it anyways? Once you have that knowing, it's beautiful in itself. There's no no way to, like... It just
0: is. Yeah. Once again, that was an awesome session, awesome moment of chit chats. I feel like I uncovered a bunch of stuff. You always help me uncover stuff. I think it's mutual. It's like a quid pro quo. Yeah. You've uncovered some stuff, and uh, I, I appreciate the conversations. Every talk, I'm humbled that we still do this, and uh, honored to do this. And ultimately, it's a huge help. So, thank you, Hannah.
1: Yeah i I feel like it's a big help for me too. I mean, God, I just went through an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> but um. I love being here too and I hope everyone has a safe and happy week.